Do you want a cash-flowing portfolio that lets you live a life of freedom? Sunsets and palm trees on your terms. Your host, Corey Peterson, is a rags-to-riches real estate millionaire who started with no money or credit and quickly grew a multi-million dollar portfolio of cash-flowing apartments. You're only one deal away from creating the cash flow life. And the Multifamily Legacy Podcast will show you how. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Multifamily Legacy Podcast. I'm your host, Corey Peterson, and I'm excited for what we have today, my friends. I'm telling you, we are going to go into a three-part series where we have some really good information on what's going on in 2023. So to head and start our series off is none other than Kathy Fetke. And Kathy Fetke is definitely a big expert in the market, what's going on. She's been on our podcast before. Just great information. I'm a fan. I love the way she communicates and how she makes it very real in understanding some of the things that are coming in 2023 and really just an awesome person. So I think you're going to like this podcast. But before we do that, a word from our sponsors. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. If you want to learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. All right, we're back. Again, I'm going to keep talking about the Kahuna boardroom, honestly, just because I feel like everybody on this podcast, if you've not been to it, you should. You really should. It will be the most enlightening thing that you do in 2023. How do I know this? Because I've seen investors come to our event that were very successful in their own right. But when they left, they left with something amazing that that was way much more than what they thought they were going to get. And I'm just going to tell you, I and my team, we deliver. We deliver the goods. We don't try to upsell you a bunch of crap. There's nothing for sale, by the way. And it's nothing but content. So kahunaboardroom.com, if you've not went over there and registered You are fooling yourself, my friend, because 2023 is going to be filled with opportunity and you are not going to want to miss that boat. Okay. So as we get back to Kathy, I tell you, Kathy is one of those persons when you first meet her, like she's just full of energy. She's warm. She's inviting, but I just think she's real. She's not afraid to share her flaws, things that she's done good, things that she's done bad, true human. So Without more ado, let's get to it. Hey, Kathy, welcome to the show. Great to see you again. It's been a long time. It's been a while. I'm so excited to have you on as we start this kind of three-part series of looking into the future of 2023. And I think it couldn't come at a better time because change is in the air. And usually when there's change comes, there's lots of things to kind of be mindful of, but there's also usually some opportunities. So for anybody that's new listening, can you just take a minute and introduce yourself properly. I'm sure I always record this intro after we do this part of it, but I really (laughs) want to make sure everybody understand exactly because in my mind, you're a big deal. I'm a fan. Oh, that means a lot. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, that's probably just because I've been doing this for so long. For many people, they said I'm the first one who kind of opened their eyes to all the benefits and all the amazing things about real estate. And I go run into these people at conferences and they have so far surpassed me. (laughs) So I'm glad I could open the door and let 
let so many winners through. But yeah, I started in oh, probably 2003, just after a crisis in our family where Rich had just been diagnosed with melanoma, deadly skin cancer. The doctor thought it had spread to his liver. Back then, they didn't have the treatments they have today. And basically, they looked at him and said, you probably have six months to live at best. We had just bought a big house. We had two little kids. He was at the top of his game, like kind of the Tony Robbins of the future. Uh, Simon & Schuster had just signed a, a new book deal for extreme success and really like we were living the dream. And it just, bam, ended in a second where all the money, the 10% we'd set aside for investment, the 10% for savings and emergency, all the things we were doing right, you blow through that pretty quickly when you have a medical situation. So good news is Rich is healthy today. The doctor was wrong. Never believe a doctor that says you have six months to live. You could overcome it. At least that's what I choose to believe. But at the time I didn't know. So I used what I had. I had a broadcasting degree. I'd worked in the newsrooms in San Francisco for many years. Uh, I was a stay-at-home mom when all this happened. But I did have this little weekend radio show. This is pre-podcast. So I thought, I got to find out what to do and how to make money and ideally make it from home, which is kind of more common today, but not back then, 20 years ago. Like, how do I continue to be a stay-at-home mom if the doctor's right and make this this thing I've heard about called passive income. Didn't know anyone who had it, didn't know how to create it. But I thought I'm going to use this radio show on the weekend to find out how other people have done it. I was on a mission. I just started to interview millionaire after millionaire who had created a life of passive income. And like my mind was blown. My audience mind was blown because at that time, like these were secrets of the wealthy. Nobody knew yeah. how to do it. So definitely not on a radio show where they're really talking. There's an, an an active audience, like not a book written way back when, right? That was real. And it's even more real today with podcasts and all the things that we do today. So yeah, continue. still there's so many people who don't understand this concept of you can have your money, make money for you. And even if you don't have money, it's possible to create passive income. There's so many ways through real estate. So that just grew. My audience grew. It turns out I wasn't the only one desperate for this information. That show still exists today, 20 years later, of course, it's podcast now called The Real Wealth Show. And I'm still doing it. There's still topics to talk about. It's just sort of like a never ending learning curve here in, in real estate. <laughs> there's always so much to learn. Then at the time, and this was by 2004, because my show took off, I started to be asked to speak at these different real estate events. And I would go to the events, and this was back when it was real sleazy, real cheesy. The guys would get in front of the room in their suits and maybe never done a deal ever in their life, but they're still having people run back to pay $10,000 for their boot camp that it was outdated information. And it was just those days. And I remember sitting in the audience after I had kind of done the keynote, sat down, the guy next to me, he's like, hey, I'm a four closure expert. He goes, this guy, they don't know what they're talking about. This is wrong and not even legal in California. So when he kind of raised his hand to say something, he was escorted out. And that's when I realized I need to create a group, an investor group where the truth, nothing's for sale, but you just learn, come together, learn from the experts. And that's when, again, Real Wealth was created. Today, we have 66,000 members. We're still educating. That education is free. Now we've got teams nationwide to help people build their real estate portfolio because we're real estate brokers. So we could do a broker to broker relationship, got property managers nationwide. I started syndicating in 2010. So 
I've come a long way, but that's kind of how it started. (laughs) Isn't that crazy though? Because it's really, it's funny. I mean, you are a thought leader in this space now. And I think that you've done it the right way, which is through education, through like real education. And I love the fact that you pointed out, I didn't start on like, I wasn't there. I just interviewed the people that were. And so many times I feel like most of us will lean over things that There's real people out there doing it and doing now and doing it well. They give out these nuggets all the time. And most people don't pay attention to that nugget because it's usually one or two ideas that can really move your needle, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah, it's funny. I'm actually doing a video right now. I'm in the process of creating it. I was asked by Bigger Pockets because I'm a host now of On the Market. And they wanted me to do a video on if I lost everything or I was starting over today with the same resources I had when I started, could I do it? And yes, of course, because when I started, I had nothing. <laughs> so, And it's not like real estate was cheap back then either. It's just that there's inflation. It was expensive then. It's expensive today. But I did it. I got started with no money and people can. It's nine percent mindset, education, belief. Even my husband would say 99% mindset, 1% how-to. There's a million ways to get there, but it's got to start in your mind. So, Man, I, I'm a proponent of that. Everybody that listens to this podcast knows I close out every segment is if you believe it, you can achieve it, right? Yeah. And if it's not there, that little piece. But as you get down into the education space and, and learning, and you've picked up by doing so many interviews, so many, like, I think you're probably super highway of information because so much of it (laughs) comes to you. Really, I mean, honestly, I only see like my influence of what I have comes into me and I'm like, I learn things, but I feel like you're at a bigger scale. You get all these nuggets and for you to go take all that information and then disseminate it into your podcast and into your passion and all the groups that you inspire, that's where the rubber meets the road. I think that's really the gift of what you bring, Kathy, is that You do it in such a way that people can really grasp it and understand it. Thank you so much. (laughs) Some people go way above everybody's head. Yeah, thank you. And I, I think that is, for some reason, my ability. It could be because my years in broadcasting, don't laugh, but we're literally trained to speak to a seventh grade audience. (laughs) to just dumb down news. I remember I got Hillary Clinton's healthcare bill. I had 20 minutes to disseminate the information and act as if I was telling a seventh grader what it was. So it was just years of training of like, that. So I don't know. And maybe it's because I'm a mom and a grandma now. And thank you. It is true. I mean, I get so many events and get so much information. It can be so overwhelming that for a new investor, pick something and just go deep on that. Because if you say that I've been successful and I have, but I've also probably made every single mistake possible. I have lost money. I have started over. We have gone bankrupt. We have had foreclosures. We've had short sales. And I'll be honest, the reason for all of that is because, don't laugh, but I didn't take my own advice. I put that in my book, Retire Rich with Rentals. It's like I was teaching people and like, here's the fundamentals and don't stray. And guess who did? (laughs) Guess who didn't follow those? (laughs) We're victims of our own circumstance. (laughs) Well, I think that's why you're so relatable. If you didn't have those stories in the wheelhouse, not very many people are very vulnerable sharing the dirt, Mm. right? And like, just for you to openly say, hey, I've made the mistakes. I've not been perfect. So many times in this world of the TikToks and the Twitters and all the social media that it's always this perfect 
frame that someone took 30 minutes trying to get the right perfect picture and image or whatever or video that we forget that we're all flawed. We're not perfect. And even in this imperfect world in real estate life, you can still be very successful if you just stay the course and stay the fundamental, like you said, go deep, right? Yeah. I mean, and I just can't believe how many times I didn't listen to my own advice. I've often said, don't stray and do something else you don't understand until you understand it. And oh, I did that. We syndicated a wine village. <laughs> like what? That's a hard thing to pull off. And we didn't, we haven't yet. It, you know, it's sitting there as raw dirt still. So what I teach is cash flow and buying rental properties that cash flow and growth market. So you've got the money to cover the cost of it while it's making more money, as opposed to buying dirt and trying to build something that's never been created before. Now, things like that can happen and you can make a lot of money, but you can also lose all your money doing something new and innovative. So those types of things really are only for the wealthy. If you're trying to build wealth, stick with the fundamentals. Don't do something unique and sexy. We're building a eco resort in Costa Rica. Come on, that's hard to pull off. I mean, it's fabulous, but it is hard to pull off. It's hard to get financing for something different and unusual like that. So again, look at what is needed, what's been done over and over again. If you want to be conservative, the most conservative is either being a lender at a very low LTV because your money is secured to a property with a lot of cushion in there. That's probably the most conservative. Next would be owning a rental property that's in good condition. It's all the big stuff has already been replaced. So you don't have any big operational expenses coming down the road. And then being in a market where there's great demand for whatever the kind of rental it is. If there's great demand, whether it's storage or student housing or whatever. Now, we both know that there are times when your best laid plans will not happen because like a virus shuts everything down, right? So even when you have a cash flow property, that can end when... Suddenly vanish. Ask me how I know. (laughs) There's certain things we can't predict and that was a big one. But generally speaking, you've got to look for what the need is and what's been done over and over again and do that. Yeah. And that really is the beauty of real estate. And I didn't start in the multifamily space. I started in the single family space. Why? It was a lot easier to get into, right? And I got in there as just a wholesaler. The first deal I did was I bought it I didn't even buy it. I just assigned it to someone else for and made some money. I then took that money and bought my first a rental property, right? And I started just kind of slowly doing that till I got to a, a bigger place where I was like, wow. And then I learned to scale. I scaled with because I had access to other people's money for capital. It really is a transition. So as we think about and look into 2023, Kathy, what do you think is going to happen? What do you think you should stay? What do you think we should stick with? What's your crystal ball telling you? (laughs) I used to say I didn't have one, but then Rich bought me one. So now I I guess I have one. I'm not sure I know how to use it. (laughs) But I will say, I think 2023 is like Tuesday. That's the best way I could describe it. So 2020 was like Saturday. It was like, Oh my gosh, started out pretty scary, but then real estate just took off. So Saturday, good party. Sunday was 2021, where it's like the party's still going, like raging. And then there's Monday and that was 2022. It's like, oh, you know, when you just don't feel well on Monday after a really great weekend. So that's what it was like a sobering was 22. And 2023 to me is like Tuesday. It's like, okay, woo. Everything is settling. It's back to normal. Back to work we go. Kind of with a new mindset, shall I say. Because again, it was almost like a manic couple of years that we had. That's a great analogy, by the way. That's the first time I've heard that. That is freaking awesome. (laughs) 
I love that. Party on the, have a bender on the weekend. That's the last <laughs> couple of years, right? And then you're coming through reality. Like Monday sucks, right? Everybody hates the Monday. Everybody hates Monday. But, yep. <laughs> but Tuesday's like back to work. It's like, okay, back to fundamentals. Yeah. And like, we're going to get through the work week. Yeah. Just get back to work. That's the bottom line. Like the crazy's over. It was great. It was also not great, but now it's just back to business. So I think I want to say it's going to be some of the best opportunity out there. I don't know if that's necessarily true. I just think it's almost like the clock is getting turned back to 2019 and things are going to just be normal again. So we'll probably be in the five to 6% interest rates. That's normal. You don't want to be in the fours or threes because that generally means you got something bad going on, like another virus. Nobody wants that. Nobody wants a recession. So five, 6% interest rates. That'll be nice. That'll be just normal. That was actually normal, right? So it's funny because everybody forgets. I remember like I bought properties like four to five years ago and they're all like five and a quarter, five, seven, five, five fifty. And that was very normal. We're like, oh, that's the rate. That's where everything was trading at. When the rates went really down to that three percent, you're like, oh my gosh. And that's when value started skyrocketing. And that's when we had all this. Yeah. And then rents went out the wazoo. Yeah. And if you sold at the right time, which I had a couple of properties, the timing just worked. And luckily, like, there's an eject button on every deal, I think, every property deal that you have where it makes a lot of sense just to, like, cash out. I'm thankful I did because, yeah. gosh, Good. if I didn't, because right behind cash out button was, oh, shit, here comes this other thing that's dark and crazy. And so yeah. I feel like that has been the cycle. And I guess... Real estate's always that way. It is a cycle. And real estate has never, I mean, I don't know if we've ever had anything in my lifetime like the last couple of years, except I guess you could kind of say there was mania and frenzy in 2004 and 2005. It was different, but similar. So this was a time where people didn't have to take their kids to school and they didn't have to go to the office. And all of a sudden it was kind of like people were kind of like retired for two years or a year or however long that lasted. Some people got to see their kids. They got to see their kids. They got to kind of reset. And we started doing short-term rentals in 2020 because we're like, hey, let's try it. And it was booked constantly. And so we had to keep raising the price because guess what? People could go on their vacation with their kids because their kids could do school anywhere and people could do work anywhere. Well, that's not the case today. So if you bought a short-term rental, you're probably in a world of hurt because you're thinking that 2020 and 2021 were normal. They weren't. Like our Airbnbs are down by 50% because people are back to work. They're not traveling Monday through Thursday, generally speaking. It's like, seasonal again, right? People, kids are in school from January. Summers will be crazy. That'll be a good time to have a a short-term rental, but hotels are open again. So again, if you just forget about the last two years, go back to 2019. That's where we're at. Uh, We've got- Back to normal. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. (laughs) You know, just- underwrite things well. Don't expect any kind of great increases in rent. It's just going to be very stable. Maybe even, I mean, right now we're seeing declines. So just make sure that with all your underwriting, you've got the what ifs in there. What if rents don't go up? What if they went down 5%? These, it's just back to conservative. There was great money that was to be made. This is almost like fundamentals, It's fundamentals. And it's funny because I am back to single family. I do love the big projects. Right now, I'm personally more comfortable in the single family world because there's a big problem right now. There's a huge problem. And the problem is twice as expensive to buy something as it was a year ago. So you have an enormous amount of people forming families, forming households that need a place to live. 
and they're forced to rent right now. And many of them would like a home because, again, they're starting families. This massive- Would rather live in a home than a rental. Yeah. Right? So, or an apartment or something like that. I have nothing against apartments. It's just right now, in this little pocket of time, we started another rent- single family rental fund because- there's no competition. I mean, we're getting stupid prices right now. And with a fund, I was able to raise cash. So we're just paying cash and we can refi later. It's a little pocket of opportunity. Now in 2023, I think there will be more opportunity in commercial, but I don't think that has really hit bottom. I think it's six months out, maybe third quarter, right? Like yeah. the reality of sellers need to understand the market's changed. Yes. And the brokers have to uh, understand it as well with the new interest And the buyers. Things going on. You yes. still have a bunch of stupid money out there just thinking there's a lot of institutional money, but there's also a lot of people in multifamily training programs that aren't experienced enough to understand that the last, don't compare numbers to last year. Don't think because- oh, yeah. No, yeah, that's right? not the normal. Are you ready for retirement? The majority of Americans are not. Failing social security and dated financial planning practices put strains on many retirees' finances. of Americans admit they are not taking steps to prepare for the likelihood they outlive their retirement savings. Luckily, it's not too late. Diversify your portfolio. At Kahuna Investments, we partner with passive investors to create award-winning communities families love to call home. To learn more about our company and our process, go to www.kahunainvestments.com and click the deal room. That is not normal. That was a anomaly. I mean, we had one property that we, in three years, literally, this never happens, by the way, where we bought it for like $8 million and we sold it for $19 million. Now, we did some things right, I agree, but not anything to make that much delta of yeah. profit that is abnormal. Yeah. And so we saw that we're like, hit the eject button, sell, yeah, sell, sell. Get out. Over exceeded our performance by double, like just take that money and go do something different. Let's start lending. But here's the deal. Somebody bought that from you. Oh, I know. In 2022, there were a lot of people I know who were massively in acquisition mode. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I only wish them the best. I just, when I underwrote it, it just didn't make sense to me. But in 2020, there were some things. It's interesting because see, like last year, I was buying more student deals last year because I felt like that was where pain was. Like mm-hmm. I bought mainly where I thought pain was there because it was still coming out of COVID. So there was op- more, in my opinion, opportunity. Yeah. So we didn't really buy very many regular just multifamily projects. And we bought one and we've done well on it, but it is very interesting. I always love to invest where I see the pain. Right. Right. I call it opportunity pain, the same thing, right? But when COVID happened, it shut down college campuses, which shut down student housing mm-hmm. significantly. And so I'm like, well, there's got to be some opportunities. There's somebody that's selling. And so we picked, and the biggest thing is cash, right? Kathy, when you can create your fund that gives you that mountain of cash, then you can take that money. You can be slow and prudent with it. You're like, let's just find the opportunities and let's go do that. Like in your single family game, that's exactly what you're doing. You're like, hey, we're able to raise some money. Now let's just make sure we're buying the right product, doing the fundamentals of what we know to do and where we see opportunity. That goes back to your the real wealth is in understanding the fundamentals of what's going on and trying not to overthink it and over-exaggerate or over-promise. And I see that, probably you'd agree with me, that so many people that I know that I went through courses, they did it with this unrealistic understanding of what things are and how things operate that 
I know their underwriting has to be flawed. Yeah, I mean. It's going to come back and bite, right? And listen, I'm not immune to it. I have three bridge loans that I've gotten out of two. I got one more left. Okay, yeah. It's tough. Luckily, we raised rents a lot, so there's still value there. But gosh dang it, if I hadn't, I would be in a world of, oh, screw Corey. I've got some of those. I mean, we are in in ground-up construction. So, you know, you're talking about an industry that got shut down when anyone came to work with tested positive. Your site would get shut down for two weeks, opens up again, someone else tests positive. Then you can't even get the materials you need to, to build the homes. And if you were able to get them, you're paying 10 times, maybe 100 times what you were paying for them, if you could even get them. And the same with the trades. They had their choice of who they would work for, and they would jack up the prices. Finally, when we were able to get these properties finished, the interest rates were up double. So it's been hard. It's been hard. This is where you got to get creative, figure out how to get through it. And I think that that's another piece that I would love just to touch on is that here's the difference between, I think, people that trying to understand when things don't go right, this is where leaders are made and honed and sharpened because this is the part where it's not fun. Like I've not had fun this last year. This last year has been more like hell. It's probably why my eyes are so damn red. Because it's Monday. It was Monday. Right? (laughs) But so many times, this is where you have to like, you got to get resourceful. Yeah. You got to ask a lot of questions. You got to figure out what is the trajectory? What do we need to do? And I think that's part of what you're saying for your development is, okay, where are we at? What are we going to have to do? How are we going to have to pivot to make this work? Yeah. And for a lot of people, that's what they're looking at right now is, is how do I do it? And I will say that, in my opinion, the biggest thing is to do what's right and find solutions and really get solid feedback from, you know, ask for help. It's okay. I've learned yeah. that the more I ask for help and say, what would you do? Or people that I trust, asking them for advice has been probably my biggest gift this year is absolutely getting a lot of reception from that. Yeah. If you're a syndicator, first and foremost, be honest with your investors, let them know in all the updates and regular updates and more frequent updates, what is truly going on and the challenges you're facing. It's an investment. Investments don't always go as planned. It's never a hundred percent. Unless again, you're a lender. That's probably the safest place to be at times like this. Then it is kind of. So all my properties and just lend money. That's exactly. I, I'm almost there. I'm like, if I sell this stuff and make 30, 40 million bucks, I think I'm just going to be a lender. Just be a lender with a low LTV. You're going to be fine. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> they have the power. But yeah, number one, be honest. Uh, number two, ask for help. Get into a mastermind. Get around people that are doing the same thing you are and get creative. This is a time when banks will talk to you. Banks don't want to take repossess all these properties. I remember last recession, well, not the last one, but in, in uh, 2010, I went to a lender and said, look, I can't make this multifamily work. Here's the key. I'm not kidding. Like, here's the key. Here you go. Take it back. And they're like, oh, no, no, no. That Listen, we'll just reduce the loan by a million dollars. <laughs> they didn't want it right. back. So like, this is the time you have conversations. And we have a, a luxury development in Park City. It's a hard time to have a luxury development in Park City. But I know that in the long term, there's very few new homes there. And it's hard. Right. It took 10 years to even get the permits to build. So I know that if we can just get through this, it'll be okay. So we've negotiated with the bank. They've been great. They don't want it back. They're just like, okay, we'll extend it. You know, just you need it's to- It's just having those conversations with everybody, yeah. all vendors, all yes. lenders, everybody and say, oh, listen, here's my path. Here's what I need. Can you help? And a lot of times, because they, you're right. They do not want to break. Everybody's think there's a big mass of stuff coming and lenders know this. They know all the bridge notes are coming down the pipe and they're trying to figure out how do we keep this as good debt? 
They want it as good debt. Yeah. And the, the good news is a lot of the lending was not as crazy as it was in like 2008, 2009, where it was like no credit, no problem, no money, no problem. Mm-hmm. Now, at least lenders have equity. They had some money in the game. They've not made as bad as decisions, but still when rates double, we have problems. For Houston, we have problems. Yeah. So communication, I love that. I love that part of what you just said. Of And really, it's all those things you just said, right? Do it all to get through it. Now, as we're back to Tuesday, as we move forward into <laughs> hopefully Wednesday, Wednesday's like <laughs> hump day, right? Yeah. When do we get to hump day? <laughs> <laughs> it's really interesting. It could be 2024 because 2023 is at least the Fed is saying that they're going to continue raising rates. I can't imagine... But when they say something, you got to listen. So there's a chance they're going to continue raising rates throughout 2023. If they do, that could be really bad. I mean, it may start really breaking things. Right now, yes. we've slowed down. And I agree, right? So it's like, what happens if, because they're very good at going too far one way or the other. They're very good at doing things not very good. It's amazing. It's amazing that a year ago, the Fed was saying, oh, we're not worried about inflation. And the rest of us are going, have you seen home prices? <laughs> have you seen what's going on? Like, how come I'm sitting here in my little office in California and I don't have all the economists surrounding me? How come I know this? So they were stimulating the market until this year when it was obviously overstimulated. It's literally like at that party on Saturday or Friday. Like, I, I want to take us to Friday. It was Friday when it started. And it was like mom and dad were saying, have some more alcohol, kids. Yes. This is going to turn out great. Can't wait till Monday. <laughs> you need more Tito's and Red Bull, trust me. <laughs> you know, it's like mom and dad, the Fed going, we're just going to give you a little bit more. Yeah. It's going to be fine. And on Monday, they're like, Oh, bad, bad. You shouldn't have stayed up all night. Hold on. We're raising the rates, damn it. Yeah, darn it. You're drinking too much, kids. So, you know, <laughs> so I don't know what they're going to do. They're, they seem a little reckless right now. They have done major, just too much correction of COVID, too much stimulus, and then too much pulling that back too fast. They're probably going to hit the brake too hard. They're on the e-brake right now. They're like really slamming the thing. Yeah. We're definitely not drifting anymore. We're almost, we're heading for it. Yeah. A wreck, and in my opinion. And they'll probably wreck it for, it'll break. And then all of a sudden, they'll, when does that happen? I personally don't know, but my thought is somewhere in the middle of year, somewhere in the middle of 2023 Tuesday, something's okay. going to break, or at least they'll, they'll get to the point where they're like, oh, well, I guess we might need to at least keep it flat for a minute. Yeah, I mean, and it's, it's really a bummer to be kind of at the whim of this group of bankers who just sort of decide how things are going to go. Again, coming back to the parent metaphor, it's like, oh, these people are a little crazy, but it's their house. This is their rules. And they are telling us they're going to keep raising rates. And they're telling us they want to break the system. And they're telling us they want job losses. And they're telling us they want housing to crumble. I mean, you know, so like, you got to listen. I hope they're bluffing but they might not be. So how do you prepare for Tuesday? How do you get ready for this sobering and this sort of getting back to work? And for me personally, it's just, again, those fundamentals. For me, the fundamentals that I've been teaching for 20 years that I should have listened to for 20 years was get in front of job growth, 
where are the jobs going? Where's the population going? Where is it still affordable? Where do the numbers still make sense? And where is their infrastructure growth? This is a big one for me because if there's billions of dollars going into an area, there will be an impact. Just because the U.S. is going to be challenged doesn't mean that the whole U.S. will be. I mean, we were investing in the Dallas area in 2005, right before the storm. And we got thousands of investors to follow us and invest in Dallas. When the storm hit, it's like we were buckled up. We were set up for that storm. And most of our investors kept getting cash flow. They weren't necessarily seeing asset appreciation, but they were getting the cash flow because there were so many jobs in that area. And then when the market recovered, then they made appreciation too. So I've been through this. I know how to button down the hatches. You know, I know how to prepare. Yes. How to get lean, how to make sure that we're just like, get lean, eliminate your waste, your fat, and just say, okay, it's Tuesday. We're like, we're thinking about going to the gym. Then we get back in our normal routine getting controlling the controllables, right? Yeah, just still going to be a need for things. There'll be a need for housing. There'll be a need for storage. There'll be a need for mobile homes. Like whatever your thing is, there'll be a need for student housing. You just got to be very conservative in your underwriting. Like you said, have long-term fixed rate debt is going to be a savior in this market, I think, at Real Wealth. We're finding that sellers are willing to buy down rates two points down to the fives. You know, lock that in. A five or a 10-year fixed rate to me is fine. It doesn't have to be a 30-year. I think we'll be out of this in five, seven, 10 years, you know? so I do too. Yeah. I think this is like, it's a speed bump that we're all, there's probably a double speed bump. We got to <laughs> shake the car up a little bit. But eventually, we'll go really back to somewhat of a normal market. And so in between there, there's probably some buying opportunities. Buying opportunities in every market cycle, I I personally believe. You've got to understand what the rhythm of it is. And then as we look, they'll eventually go back to QE, eventually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, eventually. They're still doing it, actually. It was just hysterical, but yeah. So with that said, so one of the things you did mention is like, being in groups and think tanks, masterminds, right? Mm -hmm. I would love this opportunity to let you share what you do and how you help people. Well, thank you. I mean, Real Wealth is giving free education for beginner investors for years. The advanced masterminds I do at my house in Malibu, and we keep them to like 18 people. You can find out about those at kathyfedke.com. We actually have some just um, sort of January planning retreats coming up. I'm excited about that. But for free education, just go to realwealth.com. And then for the kind of higher level syndicator roundtables and, you know, just accredited investor type masterminds, you can get that at kathyfedke.com. Cool. Kathy's got a so many contacts, so much like valuable information. And the way she delivers, again, like we said, is really, as you've been listening to this segment, she's very articulate, she's well-spoken, and she speaks in a way that I think most people can relate to, which I can't say that about everybody that I've ever interviewed. So you're one of the good ones. I'm really excited. Oh, thank you so much. (laughs) I love the conversations because I never know exactly where they're going to go, but I always have fun doing them. And to me, having fun doing this business is about 90% of my like criteria is I got to have fun what I'm doing. If I don't, then gosh, dang it, I'm in the wrong business. So <laughs> thank you for making it always entertaining for thank me. Thank you. So as we kind of wrap it up and just talk about like, we've kind of figured out the 2023, what's going on there. What advice would you give for the new person that's coming into real estate? What has served you well? 
I think we talked about this earlier. Mindset is 99% of it. It's really important to imagine yourself successful, to write it down, to envision it, to meditate on it. Pro athletes always envision themselves doing the perfect stunt, or I was an ice skater. So just going through my routine flawlessly and feeling it in my body. These are things we've got to see it first before it can become a reality because our subconscious is kind of used to what we've had and what we've known and anything new, even if it's something great, there might be some fear around that. If we're used to tumultuous relationships, that might feel more comfortable than a loving, calm, grounded relationship. If we're happy with whatever it is we've had, that's fine. But if we want something new, we have to retrain the brain, retrain the subconscious. So for me, the idea of wealth, the idea of power and success was terrifying. I was raised to be a housewife. I'm not kidding. That's what my parents told me. Women don't get jobs. Women stay home, take care of the kids and take care of their husband, which is fine. I love doing that too. So the idea of also being a leader was scary to me because it was like, oh, you know, are my parents going to still love me? Is this okay? Is, is my husband going to be okay with me being a leader and not just serving him breakfast? So it's like, we have to get overcome the past. If whatever beliefs that we've created or that have been kind of given to us. So when I started, I listened to CDs, like literally trying to retrain my subconscious into a different future that I couldn't have seen before. But it's like, what would it be like to live in the house of my dreams and to see it and to feel it and to step into it and be okay with that? Not only be okay, be excited about it. So it starts there, write it down, get a vision board, cut out pictures, put it on there. It is the really, all of you is moving in the right direction and there's not something, not a heavy weight trying to hold you back. That's like really literally 99% of it. From there, the how, there's a million ways to do it. You're teaching it all the time. I'm teaching it all the time. There's information everywhere. There's thousands of ways to get to your dream. Just pick one of them learn it really well, really get in there and understand the nuts and bolts of it. Maybe mentor with somebody. Again, get into mentorship group if you need. There's a lot of books if you can't afford that and just fill yourself with knowledge every day. Just get off Netflix and start learning. (laughs) Love it. As you talked about books, is there any books that you'd like to share that you've kind of read lately that you think is that really kind of turned the dial for you? Oh yeah, of course. Well, my husband just came out with one called The Wise Investor. It's a great book, really good for, I think, young men seem to be really connecting with it because he's like this rad advisor that takes people rock climbing and like doing crazy things while he's giving his mentorship. So it's a fun read. My book, Retire Rich with Rentals, gives a lot of the nuts and bolts. And then I really like Real Estate by the Numbers is the new Bigger Pockets book. That's a great one if you just want to really get your head around numbers, which is important. Wonderful. I will put all that in the show notes, guys, if you're listening right now. Kathy, I want to thank you for coming on the show and just really sharing your uh, who you are and being very open and just very sharing and just everything you bring to what you do, I think is amazing, by the way. Guys, if you're listening right now, take a minute and pause. I want you just to take this moment right now and tell yourself that you are worthy, that you are worth it. And the decisions that you're surrounding yourself today, this is part of that journey for you. Success doesn't happen overnight, but success can happen to you. And it starts, like Kathy said, it's that little thing, it's that little spark 
in your mind. Take that little spark and blow on it. Kind of control that flame and get it where it's nice and then feed it. And then while you're feeding that flame, guys, you got to surround yourself with a fortress because I'm telling you, the enemies, the evil that will come in and try to tear down your flame will try to water down your parade will try to kill it and extinguish it it is coming with full veracity and it will not let go so you've got to keep your little thing and you got to be careful who you share it with put yourself that fortress around it and then tell yourself daily give yourself daily affirmations kathy said it best like start believing it surround yourself with others that are the right people that will help guide you that will help feed you and grow you guys success does not happen by accident every time i believe it 1000 percent. it's a choice choose to be you choose to be wealthy and whatever that is that is for you but it becomes a choice feed it daily guys if you believe it you can achieve it in your paradise is possible.